Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted. Today, we're going to get into it. I got a, a quick little message to put out to you all, and uh, I hope this message finds you well. I am well. <laughs> Amen. Still blessed of the Lord. Still found in the Lord Jesus. My name's still written in the book of life. Hey, so what does that mean? That means no matter what I'm going through, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. That's the main thing, right? We cannot get it twisted because it looks like things are going well. But, you know, there's some people that's got money. We, a lot of people in this world equate money to blessings, right? And people could think that they're doing you know, okay, because they have a lot of money, but then they die and then they find out they didn't know God at all and they go and burn in hell for eternity, right? And we know that's true because Jesus literally told us a story, not a story, but an account, right? Jesus literally gave us an account and he's the only one that could give us that account because he's the only one that has access. He knows everything. He knows who went to heaven. He knows who went to hell. He knows the whole thing. So he could give the entire account of the rich man and Lazarus. And we saw what happened. That rich man had a lot of money. Lazarus was very poor. And the Bible talked about how the dogs came and licked his sores. He was homeless, right? But that man, Lazarus, whose name was God, did mention his name in the Bible, right? He went on to glory. He went to heaven, right? Uh, well, at that particular time, it was it was Abraham's bosom. But we know eventually he he went to heaven, right? Because that's where those people were reserved. Uh, God's people, God's righteous people, right? Before Jesus died, they went to Abraham's bosom. The Bible talked about that, right? Um, yeah, but Lazarus, the poor man, he went to Abraham's bosom when he died. The rich man whose name was not even worthy of being mentioned. That shows just how much God puts... Uh, Focus on what the world puts focus on, right? The world would say, oh, he's a big, a big guy, big guy. In Hawaii, we say hi muckamuck, right? You, 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 you hi muckamuck, right? It's like, oh, you big stuff, right? You got a lot of money, you're doing this. But God's like, mm, I'm not impressed. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to mention your name in my book. He's the rich man, some rich man. That's it. But Lazarus, who the world would look on and spit on and step over and ridicule and dog out, right? And pay no never mind to. God says, that man right there, he's important to me. Your name is so important. I'm going to immortalize your name forever. I'm going to put your name in the book of life, in the Bible. Lazarus, <laughs> right? That's how our God looks at things. So we can't get it twisted. Now, I know I've been going on and on for a couple minutes now. I didn't give a title and whatnot, but I'm, I'm kind of lit. And uh, man, all right, you know how we do it. Let's go, ahead and, let's go ahead and kick it off. You know, this is a live and dynamic podcast. Wherever the message comes up, that's where I put it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. So today's title, I'm going to go ahead and call this Manage Your Expectations, man, right? Manage your expectations, man. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Now, at my nine to five job, 
this is something that I learned, right? Doing business to business sales, you know, high volume business to business sales, you have to learn how to manage your clients' expectations. In other words, you talk to them in such a way or you communicate them, communicate to them in such a way, whether it's through spoken word or written communication like a letter or an email. But basically, you know, through all of that communication, these people understand exactly what they're going to get. They understand exactly what I'm offering to them. Right. They're understanding exactly what they're paying me for how much they're paying, why they're paying, right? And what they should get for their money, right? Manage expectations. Christians, whether you're a baby Christian or a mature Christian, sometimes we can kind of be a little too uh, spiritual and we kind of float off into the either. I know because I'm one of those people, right? A good brother of mine just reminded me the other day, I have a tendency to do that, right? <laughs> I have a tendency to do that at times, right? <clears throat> Where I will overlook the practical things that need to be done because, oh, God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And so over the years, I've learned the hard way and I'm still learning, but it's not as it's not as often. I don't do this as often anymore, right? But I learned the hard way that, hey, God has a process and that I need to manage my expectations, right? Of what of of who God is and and how God does things and and what his processes are, right? Because there is a process, right? We see and I'll throw myself into this because again, I learned this the hard way, right? To where I read in the Bible about blessings and you know, we want to sing and dance about the blessing, right? But the the, the problem is this, Problem is this. This is one of the problems. We make up in our own mind what the blessing is going to look like or how God is going to bless us in a particular way. Many times it's money. Right. But we we get in our own minds exactly how it's going to go, what it's going to look like. You know what you're going to the dance you're going to be doing when you get the money and all types of stuff. But the thing is, God didn't say that. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't say he was going to do X, Y and Z. You have to look at what the scripture says. Right. What did God say? What did God tell you he was going to do? And see, once you get this. This is really going to help you better manage your expectations about God. This is what will really help you to not be sitting around having a little pity party you know, being all hurt and devastated be, and looking at God like he's crazy, like he didn't come through for you. Right. But in truth, it wasn't that God didn't come through for you. God was doing it. God did and was doing and is doing exactly what he said he would do. It's just that you got it in your mind or I got it in my mind that God was going to move like this. God was going to do this. And a great example of this right, is that centurion that had leprosy, you know, he was a, a he was a, a successful man, he, 
He must have been because he had leprosy, but he was such a great man. Somehow, even with the leprosy, he rose through the ranks to this great position, right, of power and authority and influence. And we know the story, right? Well, the account. And when I say story, I don't mean like a some made up fable. I mean, it's it's an account, right? This really did happen. This is not some story um, that's just, you know, like an Aesop's fable or something. This really happened. It's an account. So anyway, the guy had leprosy. We know one of his servant girls was a child of God, right? Oh, if only my master could go to, I think it was Israel, right? Because the prophet of the Lord would surely heal my master, right? So, you know, he went to his master and was like, hey, I need a leave of absence, I need to go over here so I can get healed. You know, he went, he took all of his money with him and he brought his servant, a servant with him. And we know the story, right? He got down. The man of God didn't even go down and greet him face to face. See, again, we see I'm seeing how this lesson is, is twofold. Right? I thought it was going to be one thing, but I'm seeing how it's actually it's, it's that. But it's also something else. Right. It's showing us like really how God looks how how we look at wealth and wealthy people and how God looks at them, right? So look, this man came down with all of his pomp and circumstance and, you know, probably in all of his finest armor and glory and everything else and, you know, you know, uh, cartloads of food and money and whatever else. And, you know, he's down there waiting for, <laughs> he's waiting for the man of God to come see him. The man of God didn't go see him. The man of God sent his servant Gehazi Mm-hmm. We know about Gehazi. The man of God sent Gehazi down, his servant, to go talk to him. And the man, this, this, the centurion was furious, right? How dare he, right? He sent his servant to talk to me? I, 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 and he wants me to bathe in a nasty river? I, 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 I'm out of here, right? He got all bent out of shape. Why? His expectations weren't managed. He had in his mind... Number one, how this dude, this dude, this how the prophet should meet him, this great man. And the great man, you know, there's, there's a saying that says kings to kings, right? Like if you're a great man, then you speak to the great man. The underling doesn't speak to the great person, right? And that's not how God did it at all. He didn't understand how God did it. He got all bent out of shape, all upset, right? And then the servant told him what to do. Gehazi told him what to do. Yeah, bathe in that nasty river seven times. Dip yourself in there, right? Got, he got all mad. I, I, I came all the way out here to bathe in this nasty river. We got cleaner rivers where I live. I, I'm going back home, right? And thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, the servant, you notice two times in that particular story, it was a servant. It was someone of a low rank. That actually spoke wisdom, godly wisdom, and helped that person to receive the blessing that they desired. So the first was the servant girl that told him about, you know, the prophet in the first place. And then the second one was the other servant that said, look, you was all ready to do all of this great stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you expected the prophet to come. Now. He's going to wave his hands and do all this and that. You was all ready to do that. Why don't you just do this simple thing? Right. If you was going to do all of this and that, why don't you do just a simple thing? Just bathe in the water like the dude said. Right. You came all the, you came out here for all of this. You may as well do it. 
and he did it. Oh, I'm healed, right? So his expectations of what he thought was going to go down, that's what got him all mad. It wasn't that God didn't have the power. It wasn't that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord did not have the power to heal him. He found out he did, right? But he was all upset and all frustrated and all bent out of shape. Why? It was all his mindset. It was all about the expectations that he set on God and on the servant of God and how God was going to do this, that, and the other, right? And he got his feelings hurt, basically, right? But the Lord didn't have anything to do with that. And even the man of God and even the servant of God, Gehazi, they didn't do anything wrong, right? No, it was how that centurion was looking at things in his mind. He painted a picture to go a particular way. And when it didn't go that way, he was all upset and mad, mad at God, mad at the, the man of God, right? But that was on him. He got himself all worked up into an emotional tizzy. And then he saw when he just did what God told him to do anyway, right? It worked out well. He was happy. Okay. And now we move on from that. So you may be expecting a particular blessing, right? And you, you may be, and it may be money or, or, or maybe some other things, but you're, you're wanting it to be easier, right? And, and where this message came from is that as I'm, as I'm working through certain things, blessings that the Lord has for me. And I'm seeing the blessings confirmed. You know, the prophetic words came, the Lord's going to do this. He's going to do that. I'm seeing the manifestation, but it's not fully grown yet. Right. But it's, it's almost there and I'm getting frustrated. Ah, right. I want, I want. And then a the thought occurred to me, man, I didn't say it out my mouth. <laughs> Because I knew it was wrong as soon as I heard it, but it didn't make a difference. It was in my heart and the Lord heard it. So I had to repent about this, okay? But the thought was, man, God, couldn't it be easier? When, like, basically, like, when are you going to make it easier for me? Like, man, is everything this hard? And then I stopped. I was like, oops. Oh, oh sorry, Lord. <laughs> I heard that immediately, right? I'm in the wrong, right? But then I got to thinking, I said, you know what? You never said that it was going to be easy. You didn't say, I mean, I know the definition of a, one definition of a blessing is that, you know, a blessing makes life easier, but it, it, you didn't say that you was going to make the process easier for me, right? You, you told me to go and take dominion. I'm a conqueror, right? Conquerors don't be like, oh, if only the city could be that much easier to conquer. What? It's go take the land. Take dominion, right? Do the work. Do the work. Stop moaning and complaining about it. Manage your expectations. I had to manage my expectations. I had to shift the way I was looking at things. And I'm like, mm, I really don't remember anywhere in the scripture where the Bible says that God's going to make it easy for me. He didn't say that. If you know of a place where he said he's going to make it easy for you, Please let me know. Let a brother know, because I sure did not see that in the Bible. OK. And once I thought like that, once I managed my expectations, you know, all of that level of frustration, it went away real quick. OK. I had to check myself. I had to better manage my own expectations because what the Lord is blessing. 
Amen. The Lord is blessing. The Lord is moving. The Lord is doing what he said he would do. Just like with that Roman centurion. But the Roman centurion got all his feelings, got all his feelings, all got in the way because his expectations. He did not manage his expectations. Right. My feelings got all in the way this morning. I'm feeling some type of way. Why? Not because the Lord wasn't moving, because I could clearly see like, hey, the situation I found myself in getting frustrated with is like, you know what? That's proof right there that the word of the Lord is coming to pass. It's a good thing that's manifesting. It's not like I'm on the outside looking in at this thing. No, I'm in this thing. I'm working the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like the blessing is here. Why are you all frustrated, man? Because my expectations were all jacked up. I did not manage my expectations. Now, the scripture that came to me actually after the fact was this one. We'll go ahead to Ephesians 3 and we'll read from verse 10 through 13. I'll read this from the New King James Version. This is the whole armor of God. Now, I ain't reading the whole thing. Like I said, I'm just reading from 10 to 13. Here we go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, and this is the part, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. That's the part right there. Having done all to stand. There's another version where it says, having done all to stand, to stand therefore, right? To stand. In other words, look, why, first of all, why would God put this in the Bible? This is what occurred to me. When I got the script, when I got this scripture, I was thinking, I was like, hmm, why would God say that? Do all that you can do to stand and then stand. See, if it was going to be easy, the Lord wouldn't have put that in the Bible. He wouldn't have told you, do all that you can do. See, this is where my level of frustration was coming from. It's like, man, I'm doing all that I can do. I'm doing all that I can do. But in my mind, I had an expectation that, you know, the blessing should have been more developed, more robust at this moment, even though I understand it grows and it matures. It starts as a small thing and then it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. I know that. But, you know, I didn't manage my expectation. I'm getting all frustrated as I'm literally walking through the blessing that the Lord has given to me, that he's promised to me, that I was crying out about for oh so long. And boom, now here it is. Here it is. Right. But what? Do all that you can do to stand and then stand. In other words, sometimes it's going to be like that. Man, <laughs> sis, sometimes it's going to be like that to where you are doing. It. It's like, man, I'm giving it my all. Lord, you said you're going to bless me, Lord. What is this? 
Why is it still so hard? God, can't you make it easier? But what did he say to do? He said, put on the whole armor of God, right? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Let me go ahead and flip this to the King James Version. Let me see how that one says it. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Okay, so there it is. So he's telling us right there in the Bible. And it doesn't mean that every single time is going to be oh so rough. Sometimes what we're expecting, it will just go through. Oh, oh, it'll just go through. Seemingly, more often than not, that is not the case. Okay, remember, the Lord has a process. And, and, and the way the blessing works is, when you know you get a blessing, the blessing doesn't come to you all fully developed. It's it's like a seed. It, it comes to you and then it grows. It matures. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's how the blessing works. Right. So as mature Christians, we we should know this. Quite honestly, I did know it, but I still caught myself this morning. Allowing myself for a little bit to be frustrated and looking at God all crazy. Right. And I had to check myself. I said, oh, uh, uh. So once I got this scripture, I said, oh, Lord, you know, what? I'm instead of me doing my workout. I said right now, I'm going to record this right now. I'll have my nine o'clock meeting <laughs> with one of my uh, business partners. And after that, then I'm going to do my workout. But I need to get this message. It's hot. It's off. It's fresh off the presses, hot off the presses. And I need to give this to the body of Christ because they need this. OK, so that's pretty much it. Like I said, this this was not going to be a long. Uh, this was not intended to be a long message. Crying out loud. It's already been over 22 minutes. Wow. Time flies. But the main the main things is this. Well, my intention was just to give one lesson, but the Holy Spirit is so good. He actually gave two lessons in one. So number one, right, don't you get focused on don't be so focused on people with money, right, and titles. Don't give them no type of prominence. The Lord doesn't give them any type of prominence, right? They're a human just like you're a human, right? They don't get preferential treatment. The world will give them preferential treatment because they got money and they got prestige. Don't you do that. Don't you dare do that. That's nonsense. Right. It's ungodly. It's worldliness. Don't do that. Right. The Lord puts importance on who has faith and who does not have faith in him, who is his child and who is not his child. Right. The man, the rich man had all of the money. He was rich. Lazarus very clearly was poor and we know how poor he was. He was homeless. The Bible said it. And he's literally lying on the street with all of these sores and dogs are coming up licking him. That's how bad off this dude was. But the Lord mentioned Lazarus by name and Lazarus went on to glory and is still rejoicing with with the Lord this day. But the rich man he, he was not even important enough to be named in the Bible. His name was not even mentioned. Just some rich man. Who ended up dying and going to hell, right? 
what is important is, is your faith, your faith in the Lord. Right. Is your name written in the book of life? Like how I first started off this talk and I was all excited and saying, look, I'm doing well. Right. Hey, I'm still found in the Lord. My name is still written in the book of life. Amen. I'm doing well. And this is what you have to do. In addition to managing your expectations, you have to manage your emotions. Right. Every Christian needs to know this. We you, we, we, you know, God taught, God teaches us this. He even, he even teaches us like what to think about in Philippians, right? He tells us whatsoever things are true or noble or right, righteous, right? Uh, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. He tells us exactly what to focus on. It's super important that we manage our expectations, but it is also super important as Christians that we manage our emotions, I always say, don't let your soul get out of control, right? Don't let your soul get out of control. It, you will end up in trouble, okay? Because your emotions do not line up with the word of God automatically, right? They just don't. You have to override your emotions, right? Paul talked about he, he beats his body into submission. He didn't literally mean like beating it, like flogging himself, but you know, making him do what the scripture said to do. Many times you're not going to feel like doing it, but you do it. And we see that obedience is rewarded rather than you feeling like it or not feeling like it. Going back to the story with the Roman centurion that had leprosy, right? He did not feel like getting in that nasty water, dipping himself seven times and doing it. He did not feel like that. But what did he do? He got his emotions in check. He checked himself after his servant talked to him. He checked himself and he obeyed the voice of the Lord. He got in the water. He did what he was supposed to do. Seven times he came up. <gasps> ah, I'm healed. Right. <laughs> I'm healed. Look at this. The Lord blesses obedience. He don't bless your feelings. As mature Christians, you will not always feel like doing it. You will not feel like worshiping. You will not feel like praising. You will not feel like praying. But you as a believer in Christ. You think Jesus felt like going to the cross? No, he didn't feel like going to the cross. He did. He obeyed. He made himself line up. He made his emotions line up. Right. So sometimes you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to pray like I, I prayed today. Right. I tried to check myself, you know, but you know, you know how it is. Something comes up in your heart. And it's like, oh, I don't want God to see it. Right. <laughs> of course he saw it. You know, <laughs> let me act like that really didn't just pop up inside my heart. Ah, uh, God, maybe you, you didn't see that God. You there's nothing over here. You didn't see that God. The Jedi mind trick does not work on Jesus, by the way. Doesn't work on the father. Doesn't work on the Holy Ghost, by the way. Just saying, I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> it, it comes up. Own that bad boy, right? <clears throat> and uh, pray about it. And Holy Spirit will help you. But you got to be honest. Be honest, right? Right? He will help you. Uh, I thought this was going to be easier. Holy Spirit, why are you not helping me? And even that, even in that, when I, that, that, that thought came up, why are you not helping me? He helped me to see maybe like five minutes later. Oh, I'm definitely helping you. <laughs> Look at this. 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 And I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, you know what? You're right, Holy Ghost. You are definitely helping me because my situation, I would be all types of jacked up. Thank you. So anyway, yeah. 
manage your expectations based on what exactly the Lord said he going to do, right? Don't be adding this and that to it because that's where you're going to get your feelings hurt. OK, that's where you're going to be all emotionally all jacked up because really the Bible didn't say that. You said that you colored in those words to mean this and it don't even mean that. OK, don't do that. Right. And, and this won't come naturally. You have to discipline yourself. So, again, when Paul said I beat my body down, I make it my slave. It's this. It's disciplining your expectations to go in alignment with the word of God. It is disciplining your emotions, right? To get into alignment with the word of God. So you want to man, you must manage your expectations based on the Bible. You must manage your emotions. So you ain't all over the place, right? And remember, right? What is really important? And what true wealth and riches really is, it's your faith. It's your faith. It's your faith. Okay? So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all for the lesson today. Um, I know if you pay if you pay heed to this, it's gonna bless you. It's gonna bless you. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. And uh that's it for today. So always remember. Submit yourself unto God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.